You're listening to episode 103 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hello again. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today I am going to be speaking straight to all of you type A people out there, because I know I'm not the only one, (laughs) about productivity and your to-do list. And I can almost feel you shrinking, even just as I say this, because you're thinking about how long your to-do list is and how little you probably feel that you might have been accomplishing from it lately. Because again, I hear you. (laughs) I hear you over there. And I'm also one of those crazy people. I can't be the only one. Tell, Tell me that I'm not the only one here who, even if there's something that I got done that I didn't have on a to-do list, there's something just so satisfying about crossing it off that I have been known to add something to a to-do list just for the sake of stroking it out. (laughs) And I cannot be the only one. I I definitely can't be. There must be somebody else out there who does that as well. And I I want to talk about how we can get bogged down in our to-do list and what productivity really looks like and why we maybe need to be a little bit kinder to ourselves because ultimately that can actually help us to get even more done without you know, by removing the whole beating ourselves up factor. So a lot of us can end up with lists of things to do everywhere. And then we can put put things off over and over again. There can be things, I've talked about this before on, on the podcast about how we can end up with things in our to-do list that just don't get done. We just keep rewriting them over and over again for months and sometimes years at a time. And it's just like this thing that never happens. First of all, that's a priority issue because it means that you aren't actually scheduling and making the time to do that task. So maybe it's just not that important, in which case, should you just knock it off completely and just erase it? So that's something to consider. Maybe you need to outsource it, have somebody else do it for you if that's a possibility, something like that. But ultimately, what I really want to dive into here is that when we get to the end of the day, and we're looking back on our day. And somebody says to you, you know, like, oh, what kind of a day did you have or something like that? Is your first response, even if not out loud, but to yourself thinking, I didn't get nearly as much done today as I wanted to. Because I've had that a lot lately. And it's been coming up for me a lot. And I've been really struggling with this because multiple times people have been just been like, oh, you know, how was your day? And the first thing out of my mouth is, well, I didn't get much done. <laughs> And that's just counterproductive because I end up just beating myself up about not getting as much done on my to-do list as I would like to, but it ends up creating this sort of negative effect that makes me even less likely to get more done the next day. This is part of the problem. The energy that we spend on the resistance and the beating yourself up is worse than simply accepting and appreciating where you're at, even if it's not exactly where you want to be. So what I mean by that is, is, is if you, if you're in a season of life 
where you're a little bit low energy. You might be dealing with a lot. Uh, maybe you're having an emotional crisis. You might just be having a lot of significant issues going on in your life. Maybe something else is taking priority. Maybe right now is really busy season for uh, your kids' extracurricular activities, and it's not leaving you much time to get some of your own stuff done. There can be so many different things, like life happens. So many different things could be going on. They could be getting in the way of you accomplishing what you want to do. But sometimes I think that we need to accept that we're in that season and recognize it for what it is, rather than putting up all of this resistance and putting all of our energy into beating ourselves up for what we didn't get done. Because it's a waste. You can't have compassion for yourself at the same time as beating yourself up. It, it, they're, they're complete opposites. You, you can't have both. So which would you rather have? Because a lot of that energy that you're putting into fighting yourself on all of the things that you didn't get done could actually be redirected towards a little bit of self-compassion and which one is going to make you more likely to get up with joy the next morning and knock something off your to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because when we're stuck in this constant cycle of just beating ourselves up and being really negative towards ourselves and not showing any understanding to ourselves the way that we would to someone else, that isn't going to be much motivation to accomplish what we need to accomplish. It's just not. It, it's not going to work in our favor. So if we change our attitude around this a little bit, and we focus on what we did get done in a day rather than what we didn't, I think that there's a lot more value to that. And sometimes what we got it done in a day isn't necessarily going to be what we thought it might look like. So it could be you maybe finally went to that doctor's appointment that you've been putting off for ages. Perhaps you uh, met with a friend that you haven't seen in a really long time and, and you've been meaning to visit with them. And even though, you know, having a three hour lunch with your friend, if, if that's a possibility for you, it's not for everyone, but if you, you know, had a nice long lunch with your friend or something like that, or visit with your friend, instead of getting a ton of work done for your business, is that a waste? I would argue that it's not. I would argue that that's actually something that's really special and just as if not more important than whatever was on your to-do list for your business. And of course, there's going to be a, a line. There, there's going to be extenuating circumstances here. There are going to be certain situations where, yeah, you do just have to get shit done and you do have to hustle a little bit. If you have got a deadline or, you know, a client is waiting on you or something like that. Yes, there are absolutely going to be times where that just needs to happen. And there are ways to, to accomplish that too. But what I really want to focus on today specifically is focusing more on the positives than the negatives and looking at the things that you did accomplish. Let's say you uh, have a meaning to get your, your expenses and, and like kind of paperwork stuff in line for weeks and weeks and weeks. And you finally got it done one day but then getting that done meant that there are five other things sitting on your to-do list that you didn't get done because you didn't have time for both. Are you going to make yourself feel really badly about not getting those five things done? Or are you going to celebrate the fact that you got that, that all of those taxes and, um, and paperwork and sort of administration type done that you've been putting off for ages? 
because in the past, and, and sometimes I still struggle with this, I would be beating myself up for what I didn't accomplish. But I've started to really change my attitude around this. And I've started to be really grateful and try and get excited about the things that I did get done. Because it's positive reinforcement. It is basic psychology. We want to focus on the good. And that doesn't remove the things that we do need to, the other things that we need to get done as well. But that doesn't mean that we can't still be happy about the fact that we got something done that we've been putting off for a while or a task that maybe was kind of mundane and it's, it's not anything to write home about, but it's still something that needs to get accomplished. Going to the dentist, <laughs> right? These are things that we need to do and they still take up our day because think about it. Let, let's, let's look at something like the dentist. My dentist's office is about, I don't know, 15 minute drive from here. And usually you're at the dentist for basic cleaning and stuff. You're there for about an hour. Okay. By the time I leave my house, get to the dentist, get my full cleaning and stuff done and come home, assuming that I don't stop anywhere else for an errand or whatever along the way, we're looking at minimum, minimum an hour and a half, if not closer to two hours. And that's a big chunk of our day. Yet, then when we look at what we did or didn't get accomplished in the day, we often will overestimate how much time we had to get things done. We'll think, okay, well, like it's 10 o'clock at night. What did I do today? And sometimes maybe, yeah, you, you might not have been that productive, but sometimes that's okay too. And we often tend to forget or push aside these other tasks that are part of everyday living, like going to the dentist and, and having that trip take up a couple hours. And then we look back in the day and we're like, well, you know, that, that, um, I don't know, blog post that I wanted to write, it, it would have only taken me an hour. How did I not get that accomplished? Well, maybe you didn't get it done because you went to the dentist and that trip took two hours but you still needed to go. You still got something done. So it's about shifting your focus and looking at what you, what you really did accomplish, but maybe sometimes changing your definition of, of what your to-do list is. Because typically we don't necessarily write down dentist on the to-do list or doctor, doctor's appointment or something like that. So then we don't have anything exciting to cross off the to-do list. <laughs> and then it feels like we just didn't get anything finished. So sometimes I think that we need to not feel so guilty for downtime either because you're not a machine and you need blank space sometimes to just breathe, even if it's just three minutes. And we can also end up feeling a lot of guilt if we're not go, 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 go all the time, like all day, every day. Sometimes we need to readjust that and actually schedule out a little bit of blank space because then when we do get to work, roll up our sleeves and get to work, we're going to be able to get a lot more done because we allowed ourselves that little bit of downtime to recharge, recharge your energy. Anytime I try to fill every second of my calendar, I end up so overwhelmed that it makes me get far less done because I'm already stressed about the next, the next task when I'm starting the one before it. <laughs> like understand this has taken a lot for me to understand. Understand that downtime does not make you lazy, unaccomplished, or unproductive. It doesn't. Sometimes I'll have a, a burst of really productive energy for a day or even a week maybe, 
And then I expect that to continue and to be my norm. And I'm always disappointed somehow when I crash and don't have any energy left for anything at all, often because I wasn't sleeping well when I was pushing myself really hard out of like a sense of anxiety. So we have to manage our energy a little bit better rather than pushing so hard that then we crash and burn. Sometimes you can even just do something like lying down for a few minutes. It doesn't need to be a nap. You can literally just lie down, close your eyes for five minutes, and that can be a really great way to recharge a little bit without getting groggy or anything like that. Because I know a lot of people say that napping midday can make them uh, groggy. You don't have to actually nap. Just lie down for a minute and close your eyes. And that can be this instant little recharge that will help you to keep going and to readjust your energy levels a little bit. You can go for a walk. Sit outside, eat your lunch. Sometimes I'll even uh, turn on the rerun of, of a TV show I've already seen while I eat too. Like I'm totally fine with that. And the thing, the key there is though, is that I always make sure that it's a rerun of something that I've already seen because if I watch a new show and there's other shows that, like there's other episodes that I could then continue going with, then I'm likely to get sucked into that and then sit there for three hours. So I always make sure that it's a rerun of something. I've already seen it, so it's not like I'm going to get sucked into it nearly as much. But that can just be a really quick way to recharge too. And you can journal about what you're proud of for accomplishing. Like at the end of the day, maybe just jot down three or four things that you're really happy that you got done that day. It could be, I made myself lunch today. Because maybe for the past week, you've been so busy or distracted or overwhelmed that you've been buying lunch every day and maybe making your lunch was a big deal. Like taking the extra 10, maybe 15 minutes to actually make yourself a really delicious lunch. That could be something huge that you accomplished today. So I really want to change your thinking about what productivity looks like and what your to-do list should potentially entail and just changing how we think about our day and how much we got done. Some other ways to create more space in your day too. One, number one is to create over consume. I've been experimenting with this a lot lately and I've been really intentional about limiting how much I consume. And by consume, I mean even things like podcasts, um, email, uh, social media, any of that type of stuff, anything that involves consuming information I'm really putting a lid on that for, for certain portions of the day for specifically for the first part of the day, because my creative energy is much higher in the morning than in the afternoons. So I really want to be more protective of that. So one of the ways I'm creating more space is to create in that time over consume, because I find that if I start consuming first thing in the morning, I don't really want to create anymore. And it's like my creative juices just kind of leave me. <laughs> So I'm, I'm being really intentional about that. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people that have uh, had a lot of success with that as well. It might not be the morning for you, but morning is typically usually where, where people's batteries are kind of a little bit more fully charged. Um, but it depends. It totally depends on your schedule, depends on you as an individual, what works best for you. So play around with that. Number two is I keep my phone on airplane mode for the first portion of the day as well. So that is part of the creating over consuming because whenever I don't have my phone on airplane mode for the first part of the day, it's very hard to not get sucked into the consumption part of things. <laughs> so that's when I'm much more likely to, oh, you know, I'll just really quickly check 
email or really quickly, uh, you know, take a quick peek at Instagram, something like that. And then I get sucked down the rabbit hole. So in order to better support the creating over consuming, I keep my phone on airplane mode for the first part of the day. It's been really, really helpful. So usually I will actually turn it on airplane mode the night before. And then I always get up uh, pretty early and I just leave it on airplane mode for the first few hours of the day. Not always possible if you have, you know, kids um, in case their school calls or something like that. If you have a sick relative, anything like that, there are absolutely extenuating circumstances here that I've gone through myself as well. Um, but it's when I can, I do try to keep my phone on airplane mode for the first part of the day. And it's just been total, total game changer. Uh, number three is to limit transitions in your day as much as you can. And the ones that you do have, the transitions that you do have, allow for them and accept them and even find ways to appreciate them. So what I mean by transitions, um, my, my friend, Christina Montalvo, anyone who's been listening to this podcast knows who she is because we do a joint episode at the end of every month together. She's over at, uh, the confidence project podcast, and she kind of coined the term transition fatigue. And I love it. I love it. She and I both use it now all the time, ever since she came up with it, because transition fatigue is a transition in general. What I mean by transitions is let's say you are, uh, when I would be coming home from my corporate job, I would in my head when I was at work or earlier that day or whatever, I would go, okay, um, I'm going to get home from work by, for my corporate job by, I don't know, six o'clock. And then I'm going to start working on whatever, like recording a podcast for my business right at 6 PM. <laughs> and it always sounded so good in theory. But I would get continuously frustrated because every day that didn't happen. I would get home from work and I would need a few minutes to just kind of rewind, re, re, or sorry, recharge a little bit, relax, um, just kind of recharge my battery and get my energy back a little bit, especially if it was a long drive, if it was a long commute, um, anything like that. So when we're, when we're transitioning between different types of activities, we need to understand that you're not going to be able to bounce from one activity immediately into the next second by second without allowing any time in between or, or creating that space in between those different activities. And when you have a huge number of transitions in your day, so if you're constantly driving from one place to the next or switching between tasks in a never ending way, you are all over the place you are probably having a lot of transition fatigue and it's likely difficult for you to be efficient in what you do want to get done because you're, you're in constant transition. You're, you don't have the space to just be, to just create, to ever get in, in flow, anything like that creatively, anything along those lines. So sometimes we, we can't limit transitions. Sometimes it's just the way our day plays out. Uh, especially if you have lots of places to be, um, a lot of appointment schedules, something like that. Something else that you can do is kind of try to batch those types of days. So if you have uh, multiple, I don't know, medical appointments maybe, or um, appointments that you have to go to, interviews, anything like that, you know, podcast interviews, anything like that, try to batch them as much as you can into a handful of days rather than stretching them out so that you've got, you know, one here, another one there and all over the place, because that's going to really increase your transition fatigue. So limit those transitions as much as you can to improve your energy. 
that's going to really help you a lot and really create that space. Number four is when it does come to your to-do list, focus on the big three. And as a caveat to that, if you can't narrow the list down to three, you need to narrow down to one. <laughs> and that sounds counterintuitive, but hear me out on this. It's kind of like, um, I don't know if you've ever heard that saying about if you don't have time to meditate for five minutes, you need to meditate for 20 because you actually need it even more and you're probably even more stressed. So you need the meditation even more. It's kind of like that. Now I have struggled with this because I will often look at my to-do list, which is often a mile long. And I'm like, Oh, okay. There's like seven things I have to get done today. And then I don't get them done. So then I try to narrow it down to three. And then sometimes I can sort of just see myself adding like a little sneaky fourth one at the bottom. And I almost write it in smaller letters because then it's like, I, it's as though someone's looking over my shoulder checking. <laughs> I'm the only one looking at my to-do list. But this is the problem. We, we just keep adding on. And sometimes we need to remove things in order to get done the things that we really need to get done. So if, if you are struggling to narrow down your list to three things, I'm going to challenge you to only pick one of those things. If you could only get one thing done today that would make the biggest difference to your business or to your everyday life, what is that one thing? Only one. And then once you get that one thing done, then you may move on to something else. But you have to get just one thing done. It's going to allow you to just focus and to clear that mental energy and, and space a little bit. It's kind of like squirrel brain right? When we've got the to-do list of 25 different things, it's total squirrel brain because we're just so distracted. We're already thinking about the other 10 tasks on the list when we're trying to get one and then we bounce around to another one and it doesn't work. So if you can't narrow that down to three, then you're going to need to narrow down to just one <laughs> and then see how that works for you. And then as you practice that over and over again, then you can start building it out a little bit to go up to three and see how that goes. But always focus on the big three. Then if you happen to have leftover time, fantastic. Use that to your advantage, but you must just pick three or one, depending on what kind of place you're in. And number five, not to be forgotten here. I know we kind of mentioned this already, but build in breaks, build in breaks. We are humans. We are not meant to be in nonstop go mode from dawn until dusk. We need that little bit of space here and there, even if it's just like five minutes here and five minutes there, you know, stretch your legs, take a few minutes to uh, take a few deep breaths, uh, get up and grab some more water, move your body somehow, get outside, get some fresh air, get some sunshine, whatever you need to do, build in some breaks. Because if you schedule your day so that everything is back to back with no room to breathe at all for eight, nine, 10 hours, you aren't going to be functioning at your best by then. Even after just one or two hours, you're not going to be functioning at your best. So build in those breaks and that's going to really help you to clear some energy a little bit and to leave that space so that you can just recharge, you can recharge your energy. So I hope that this has helped. This is just, these are all things that I have played around with myself. Some of these things I am still working on, <laughs> but they're definitely things that when I do them, 
I find that they make such a huge difference. And overall, the biggest thing that I want to stress from this entire episode is to focus on what you did get done rather than what you didn't. Focus on what you did get done rather than what you didn't. It's so important and it's just going to give you that positive feedback for yourself and that little bit of self-compassion to go, hey, you know what? I did get a few things done today. So I'm challenging you, the next time somebody asks how your day went, if your first instinct is to think of all the things you didn't get done, take, take a quick breath and go, you know what? Uh, my day was fine, good, whatever. I got these three things done and I'm really proud of myself. Say that instead. And don't just say that out loud, but say it to yourself too. Say it to yourself because that's important. And even if that means something like quickly jotting down, you know, two or three or four or five things that you got done in a day on a piece of paper too, maybe you do better with like the visual aspect as opposed to speaking it out loud. It's just really important to start changing the story for yourself. And that's going to allow you some more energy to create that space to eventually get some more things done that you need to. But everyone, everyone is going to have those days where we didn't knock out 20 things in our to-do list. And that's okay. That's okay. We're human. We aren't meant to be human doings. We are human beings. So sometimes we need to just be and appreciate that for what it is. So I'm really excited about Thursday's episode. Uh, so pumped about this one. Talking about some topics that we haven't really discussed on here before. And you're going to be hearing about uh, these things probably a bit more often in the next few months. So I'm really excited about this one. And our guest is just an absolute gem. She's a total sweetheart and I'm so excited to bring her on. So make sure to tune in on Thursday and we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.